Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Love Offering Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Adams, and today's guest is Nikki Coziers. Nikki is on the show today talking about her book, Your New Now, and we're going to be talking about how to discern which transition season you're in and learn how to overcome its challenges. To stop feeling lost in life by discovering where you belong on the road between what was and what will be. Transitions start with something ending and waiting for a new beginning can be agonizing, but you can learn to be confident and optimistic even when life feels like it's paused in an unfamiliar now. Well, hi, Nikki, and welcome back to the Love Offering Podcast. I'm happy to have you again. Hi, Rachel. It's so good to be back with you again. I love your podcast. So this was an absolute yes for me. Well, well, thank you. So to if those that are listening weren't around back when you were on, you were in 2021, so which is season three, and you were on to chat about doubt through your book, Flooded. So how is life going on your Fixer Upper Farm since we last talked? Well, as we just talked about, it's still being fixed. (laughs) Uh, We have quite a bit going on around the farm right now. Kind of one of the things I'm the most excited about right now is um, we're building a barn that we've uh, named Bethel Barn because in the scriptures, um, when we see Jacob wrestling with God, it's in a place that he calls Bethel and Bethel actually means heaven's gate is open. And so uh, we're really excited about Bethel Barn and just the ministry that's going to happen out there, but I will tell you, it's been a little bit stressful, as you know, from building house. Um, I don't know that building a barn is quite as intense as building a house, uh, but it's full of, you know, opportunities to honor and respect your husband and for him <laughs> to honor and respect you. <laughs> um, so yeah, but the animals are doing great. I feel like they keep multiplying somehow. Um, <laughs> day I wake up and I'm like, maybe it's time to stop, (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's going good. And, you know, we're just, we're trucking along. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, it's, it's funny. We were just talking about how I lived in an RV and now we're living, we live on a farm, but I have no animals yet. We do have a barn. So I don't know. It's just, it's just Mm -hmm. amazing how, um, how, how we want to steward the land and and what God has given us. And so I'm, I'm kind of living vicariously through you <laughs> in that regard. I love it. So Is your we new or old? So we brand new house. Yeah. Your barn is, was already there. Well, we actually built the barn um, as well, but it was already, it had all the wood up and the roof and everything there. It had just put up. We were um, just so excited because it, what is it? The, not the rafters, but like the, the triangle on top. What is that called? I don't know. No. (laughs) Anyway, they had just put that up and then like a big windstorm came and it all came tumbling down. And so we had to start all over. And so Rachel, we had the same thing happen. Really? I'm not kidding you. We had all the posts in the ground and a tornado came through. Same. Same. Really? Yes. It knocked everything down. I cried. I was like, and then we had to, yeah, it was awful. So I totally sympathize that. Well, and so, so we were living in the RV, but our plan was to move the RV into the barn because it was getting ready to be like winter. And so we were like already scrambling, like we need this to be done. And we had, my husband had just sent me a picture because I wasn't home. Like it's all up and they're like, praise hands. 
And then literally an hour later, he's like, it's, it's down. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, no, yeah. it really, I thought he was kidding and he was not. I thought my husband was kidding too. In fact, I told you I'm at my friend Mindy's house. I was here having Bible study when he texted me and he said, you're not going to believe this. And I was like, tell me you're joking. So it's so funny that I'm here at Mindy's house right now. And that's where, that's when it happened. That night. Yeah. Well, crazy. so we can empathize, but I will say in, in that moment, and I loved how you phrased that about like it gives you a, a chance. I forget exactly how you said it, but like to honor and respect, to honor and respect your husband. Um, and of course that was, you know, obviously out of our control, but um, how people just surrounded us with kindness in that, in that season, they knew like we, we needed a place to live. We didn't wanted to live in it. And um, like just people offering to help and come rebuild and, you know, financially and all the things. So God definitely showed us, showed himself in that moment, like his tangible love to us, but it certainly was um, an interesting, difficult time, but <laughs> all the way. <laughs> so, okay. So on this podcast, we have been talking about living a significant life based on my devotional. A little goes a long way in your latest release is titled your new now, where you address feeling stuck in a cycle of purposeless days. So I don't know, Nikki, have you ever felt stuck? I assume in purpose, you know, purposeless and days. Yes. So the book is based on transition seasons in life. And so, um, all of us, I believe, are in some form of transition in a season of our life. We're always there. And research tells us that we'll go through 10 to 12 major what they call life quakes. Um, these are the big transitions that we experience in life. So having a baby, getting married, getting divorced, getting sick, um, losing something, gaining something. So kind of big, significant life quakes. But then other research tells us that we're in some type of transition in our life every 12 to 18 months. And so you've got these big life quakes, but then you've got the small ones too um, that are happening consistently. So where I kind of went with this message was, you know, really understanding that we're constantly in these places where we just feel stuck. We're like, okay, it's not what it was, but it's not what it's supposed to be yet. I'm in this in-between phase, kind of like when you guys were building your farm. Um, and it just feels awkward. It feels weird. Uh, you find yourself waking up day after day going, what am I supposed to do next? And what am I supposed to do now? And so we can really start to get into this never ending cycle where we feel like we're just going through the motions and our days don't have purpose and they don't have meaning and we just can't seem to break out of this cycle. So uh, this message is to help us in the midst of transition seasons um, to thrive and to really grow with God. Okay. So I imagine that you had some kind of epiphany moment and maybe as you were studying scripture or something like when, if you were feeling this way in a certain transition, um, when did things start to change for you or what did you realize? So after I released flooded, which we talked about last time on here, um, I had gone through a really significant season of loss. And so, um, I talked about how in flooded, I lost my mom and my brother in a two year span and grief was for sure a really hard part of this new now that I found myself in, um, where holidays don't look the same and birthdays don't look the same. And really my family, as I had known, it was totally different, right? So there was the grief side of it. 
Then I was looking at our family and uh, Rachel, I don't know if you know this, but we're in the process of adopting three little boys right now. And it's been really hard and really challenging. It's an international adoption and we've been at this for years now. And so even when I was writing flooded, we were in the process. Um, I just can't talk about it publicly yet. <laughs> um, and so we were going through that. And then my girls were growing up. They were getting older. They were not moving out of the house. Uh, we, we can't seem to get to that phase of our lives. <laughs> um, and then I was looking at work and it just felt like everything in my life was changing. And I, I couldn't figure out what it was. Um, and I didn't know what was coming next. I didn't know um, if I would continue to do the things that I had done in the past. Um, but every, pretty much every area, I mean, our church during COVID shut down, um, like completely, like it doesn't exist as it was anymore. Um, so spiritually, emotionally, physically, everything changed for me um, during the writing of Flooded. And so afterwards, I've just felt really like, okay, something's not right in my soul. And so... I, um, one of the things that I do as an author is I always pay attention to what God's teaching me while I'm writing one book. Um, cause I normally write from a place of, okay, I kind of worked through this. <laughs> Here's what I learned. I'm still in it kind of sort of with you. Um, but we're getting through it. Uh, but then God is still teaching me things. And so the Lord had led me, um, to study Moses during that time. And Moses just became such an important part of my own um, story of the transition seasons that I was experiencing in life. And, you know, Rachel, other than Jesus himself, um, there's no one else in the scriptures that we could study their life as in depth um, from birth to death as we can Moses. And so there's so many connections between Moses and Jesus. I mean, it was just mind blowing when I saw it. But I saw that Moses went through more transitions in his life um, than anyone I think we could study in the Bible. So that's kind of how I landed on him and this process. That's fascinating. I'd never, I had never even thought about that, but you're right. We know him from birth um, to death. That is interesting. And so as you studied his life, you found four transition seasons that he experienced development, separation, cultivation, and finished. And so I know I, I'm tempted to say, would you go through all four, but I know that we can't today. So we just need to go and buy your book. But is there one that especially, I don't know, just that you would want to share with us today? Yeah. So I'll tell you about the season that I'm in right now. And also for all of your listeners, if you're like, well, what season am I in right now? Yeah. Um, we actually have a free assessment for you at NikkiCoziars.com slash freebies. Uh, you can go on there and take an assessment and we'll help you identify which of the transition seasons that you're in. Now, you can be in more than one at the same time because you have different areas in your life. So maybe you're a mom who's just sending kids off to kindergarten. That's a big transition. Or maybe you're a mom sending kids off to college. That's a big transition as well. Or maybe you just graduated or, you know, you're just starting something like doesn't matter. You can be in multiple ones at the same time. Okay. So right now, currently um, I'm in the season of cultivation and we see Moses go through this season of cultivation 
after he had received his assignment from God to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Now, before we see this assignment fulfilled, we see a lot of arguing between God and Moses. In fact, Rachel, Moses like flat out quits the assignment. He tells God, find someone else. I don't want to do this. And then God sends him Aaron at just the right time in that moment to support him and to hold him up. And so when we're in a season, a transition season of cultivation, meaning there's something new right in front of us, um, sometimes we resist change, you know, I don't know um, if you've had this experience, but like trying to help my dad understand social media (laughs) and how things work on a phone has been challenging, right? Because he doesn't want to change anything. He just wants to, you know, stay in the same place. Um, And then I have other friends that, you know, they totally resist change, right? I just want the same routine, the same habits, the same calling my entire life. Um, but then there's other people, Rachel, I don't know how, where you fall on this, but I tend to wake up every single day and I'm like, what is something new that I can do today? Um, I get bored really quickly. And so I change gears a lot. Um, but in my own spiritual life right now, where God is cultivating um, this new place inside of me as an adoptive mom, as you know, I told you we're building this barn right now. Um, there's so much newness. And there's been times where, I mean, even this morning, Rachel, I was like, God, if I don't start seeing you do something with this, like, I really don't know if I want to do this. Right. And God's like, too late. You've already been assigned. Same with Moses. Like, sorry you don't get to pick this, um, but you can join up with me and we can do this together. And so um, that's where we see God give Moses his staff and the staff becomes uh, such an important part for Moses in his entire story. And it represents the presence of God. And so in a season of cultivation, we have to learn how to seek the presence of God and really walk closely with him so we can step into the new now in our right now. So I need to go take this assessment because I'm thinking, gosh, where am I? Um, And it seems like I'm in the season of cultivation too, but I just, just thinking about, because I had this moment even with, and I won't stay on this topic long, but um, where I was praying for my husband, he was in a season of transition and was kind of just feeling weak and just in this, just this weird spot. And I was praying for him and I felt I was praying literally like, Lord, please send him an, an, an errand or her, somebody, send him somebody to help him. And I felt like the Lord was saying like, that's you. I already gave him you, you're his helpmate, you're her, (laughs) H-E-R, you literally are her. Um, And so like how often the people in our lives as they're going through these seasons of transition that we can come alongside them that, that, you know, yes, there's God's presence, of course, but how, you know, God uses each other, uses us to help others through whatever season that they may um, be in. So let's see, you, you kind of touched on this, but how do we discern which transition transition season we're in? And I think the biggest question maybe really is how do, how do we overcome its challenges? Yeah. So I definitely say, take the assessment to find out, you know, where you're at, get the book, obviously, because that will help you even more um, to discern where you're at in life. Um, But I think, and I do talk about this a lot in the book is that for sure, every season has what I would call it's balconies, like the highs of it. And then it's basements, the lows of it. And, um, you know, all the transition seasons that I would say the biggest challenge is Rachel is that 
most of the time you really don't know where you're going. Um, when something is changing and shifting in our lives, when God is revealing something new, we have clues. We have like what I call like little God wings where he keeps putting the same thing in front of us or, you know, showing us. But when we're transitioning, we really don't know where there is yet. And so it's kind of like this place we're on the road between what was and what will be. And we just feel kind of stuck. And so the thing is, is that if research tells us that we're going to go through a transition season every 12 to 18 months, <laughs> like how much of our life are we just wishing away? Because we're just waiting to get to that next season when right here and right now, God wants to teach us things and grow us and develop us and challenge us. Um, but I think, especially those of us here in the United States, in fact, we were just talking about this last night in our Bible study. Um, we don't like to stand still. And anytime we sense that there's um, a, a space in our lives, we immediately try to fill it with some type of distraction. It's why we're addicted to our phones. We're addicted to Netflix. We're, you know, constantly like thinking about the next task, the next thing, the next to-do list. We don't know how to truly just be present in this moment. Um, and so God's really been challenging me personally in the season of cultivation to stop being distracted, but to find things to focus on. There's a big difference. Um, distractions just waste time away. It's just, I'm just trying to get through this day. I just, and listen, we all have days like that. There's nothing wrong with a day where you're like, I'm just going to watch Netflix all day. Okay. I mean, God bless you if you have the time to do that. <laughs> but you know, there's other places where God's like, I really need you just to find your faith right now and focus your efforts on building that faith in this season, rather than just trying to rush to the next thing and just get to that next place. How much of all of the seasons and transitions that we're going through, how much do you think that that is? Honestly, God is preparing us in every ounce of everything we're going through to get us to the next season. Do you think like this, this, this idea of him preparing us and like our whole lives being God's training ground in many ways? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the life of Moses, it was just one big transition again and again and again. And I think if we really looked at our lives, we would see it that way as well. I just don't think we do look at it that way because we're just going, 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 um, and so absolutely every season of our life, it kind of is just building to the next season. And as long as we are still here and um, God has not taken us home or Jesus has not returned, uh, there is still purpose in these new nows. And uh, we've got to learn to, to find them and to embrace them and to work through them so that we don't miss what God is doing in this season before we get to the next season, because Rachel, here's what happens. I think a lot of us end up in counseling offices and I'm all for counseling. I go to counseling, like, hear me say that. But I think one of the reasons why we struggle so much is because we get to the next season and we still got all this stuff from the last season that God's like, you didn't finish learning that you didn't grow through that. You didn't work through that with me. And we're carrying it into the next season. And then it just starts to feel heavier and heavier and heavier. But if we would learn to finish each season that he brings us through really well and really strong, I think it would make us a lot healthier on the inside. Yes. I'm just thinking too, of like in every season, because we're constantly probably uncomfortable um, and he's moving us into something maybe new. 
then it keeps us really dependent on him as well. It's like, it is, it goes back to what you said earlier about um, our faith. So something um, in your book that you say, you say in the space between no longer and not yet, you still belong somewhere. So, so where is, where is that? Like, where is somewhere? Where do we belong? Yeah. With God, (laughs) Um, you know, those days where I don't know, Rachel, if you've ever woken up and just said, I just feel lost right now. Right. Um, or I just don't know where I fit in or where I belong. You know, one of, um, the struggles that I've seen with my journey through motherhood is because I became a mom at such a young age. I was 19. Uh, I've always felt like I was in the wrong season at the wrong time with the wrong people, never really like could find where I fit in. Cause a 19 year old hanging out with 30 year olds, you know, there's not a lot in common other than the baby, you know, Um, and even now, like in this weird place that we're in with this adoption and just, I don't know, it just feels like you just constantly feel like, what, like, why, why do I not feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be right now? Um, and that's because we sometimes resist the process of learning to just be with God and to be where he has us instead of striving towards that next thing. And so on this road, and sometimes this road is really long and it's really drawn out and we can feel like, is this season ever going to change? Are we ever going to get to the next place? Um, We have to learn to embrace God's presence. We have to learn to dive into his word in a deeper way. Um, These are spaces in our lives where God gives us this opportunity to grow in a way that I don't think other circumstances in our life allows us to. It's like he kind of just gives us um, the space spiritually to be able to do this with him. You know, it's, it's it's just occurring to me. I've been focusing on like seasons being long, hard, bad seasons, but like they're going to be really beautiful, great seasons. And you're like, Lord, can I just stay here? <laughs> you know, um, and 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 hopefully our life is made up of more of those seasons than than the others. But um, so, how do you think that we can protect our future by learning to utilize scripture? to fight fears of the unknown. Cause like you said, we don't know what's ahead most of the time, really, do we? No, we don't. Um, and you know, I think what we're experiencing here in America, just the pure chaos, um, spiritually that we're walking through right now, you know, it's really hard to, um, like I have a friend, her and I were walking not too long ago and she was like, I just don't see anything when I look into the future. And so when we're feeling that, like this kind of hopelessness that can come from transition seasons, but also just world circumstances that unfortunately our generation's having to walk through right now, um, it's really important to understand the word of God and not do what I call pulling out Bible verse band-aids and just slapping them on our souls to make us feel better. Um, but we need to understand where our hope is anchored in the scriptures. And so when we pray those scriptures and when we quote them and, you know, put them on t-shirts and graphics and all the things that we do or buy pictures, you know, we need to really understand the meaning behind those verses. And so, uh, one of the things I'm really passionate about is helping women just understand the scriptures in a really simple way that makes us want to dig deeper into them, to start asking the right questions and to seeking out context and meaning and cultures and all those things. Um, those are really important things to do when we're, we're learning to use God's word in the way that he intended for us to use it. 
Um, Bible verses are not just like these little bullets we just sit out, you know, send out into the spiritual world. Um, we've got to learn like, okay, where does my hope come from? How is my hope anchored in the Lord? Um, can I come to him in anything in prayer and boldly proclaim that? Do I have the authority from Jesus Christ um, to walk into this darkness and say, you must leave in the name of Jesus? All of those things are incredibly important to us as women and followers of Jesus to really understand the Bible so that we can protect what's coming in our future, no matter if it's great or if it's bad. I mean, we've all seen great things turn really bad, right? And then we've seen bad things turn really good and God knows what's coming next. And so we can prepare ourselves by taking the time to really understand his word now. As you were just sharing that, I was thinking about like, he has a plan and a hope for our future and it's a good plan. So what role does his sovereignty and trusting in his providence? Because every transition season we are going to go through doesn't take him by surprise, mm-hmm. you know? So, so how do we learn to kind of trust in his sovereignty that whatever we're going through is for our best and for our good and for the greater good and for his glory? So I'll be honest with you, I'm struggling theologically with that right now, um, because what we're walking through with our boys is an injustice and it's a political injustice and, um, I could get fired up real quick. Um, it's wrong what's happening. And those boys are legally our children and, um, they should be in our home at this point. And so I've really wrestled with God's sovereignty um, through this. And uh, I've gone through all of the, I think the steps of anger at God and frustration at God and trying to control things and trying to, you know, do whatever I can do to see a breakthrough in this situation. And one of the things that God, I mean, this is like right here and right now I'm struggling with is sometimes our seasons can become an idol to us. And it's a, it's a good thing, right? Like adoption is a beautiful thing. It's a necessary thing for these boys. Like they do not have a family. And so even good things can turn into idols when we start to put them above the character and who God is. Okay. So even though my circumstances today do not reveal um, God's big picture for this adoption. Like right now where we're, we're sitting right now, it looks really hard. It looks really messy. Um, it's going to take some miracles. Like we're going to have to start seeing some miracles happen real soon with this. And so learning to say, and I talk about this in flooded, but I listen, I live out all my books. I still say this every single day. God is in charge of the plan, but I'm in control of my obedience. And so saying that again and again and again helps this situation not become an idol where I'm putting it above God's plan. And so knowing that God's in charge, but there are things that right now, like I feel like God's calling me to a season of prayer and fasting. And so that's my obedience that God is calling me to. I feel like there's been times where he's asked me to go into the boy's room and like literally just, this sounds crazy, right? But like march around the room, like they did around the walls of Jericho. And so all of those things that God is challenging me with today 
Help me to stay in a posture of remembering God's in charge of the plan, but I'm in control of my obedience. And that helps it shift from an idol to a, okay, God, we're walking through this battle and I trust you. And I know that you have the best intention and the best plan for this. And unfortunately, Rachel, spiritual warfare is, it's a part of it. And, you know, we see Job go through extreme spiritual warfare and we will too. And so there is a time where we are going to have to fight these battles spiritually, but remembering that God is in charge, but we're in control of our obedience. Gosh, uh, that's so good. And that speaks to me. And I, and I imagine it'll speak to every woman listening to so transitions, as we've talked about, they start with something ending and waiting for a new beginning. And this transition can be really agonizing, but you believe that we can learn to be confident and optimistic. I think that's where that faith comes in, even when it feels like it's paused in an unfamiliar now. So what leads you to believe this? I mean, I can testify to, you know, the fact that this is what the Lord has taught me in these seasons. And I think when we, you know, so I'm 42, I've lived a little bit of life at this point. (laughs) And I think, you know, the more life that we live and the more we walk closely with God, the more we can see um, his faithfulness from season to season to season. In fact, I was just texting a friend this morning who also is adopting from the same orphanage that we are. And we were like, just declaring God's faithfulness. Like we've seen God move, we've seen God work and he, he, he did it in the last season and he's going to do it in this season. And so um, just those reminders of, you know, and if you don't have those reminders in your life, get behind someone who can mentor you and develop you um, into believing that God's promises are yes and amen. And if we will stay faithful, he will fulfill those promises to us. Mm, yes. And then just looking at his faithfulness in his word, I think that builds our faithfulness too. So as we start to come to a close, this is a question that I'm asking all of my guests, Nikki. So how has a little gone a long way in your own life? Hmm, I love that question. (laughs) Uh, So I think our barn that we're building right now is a great example of that. Uh, You know, when it was almost a year ago that Chris and I were sitting outside and we were just talking and I was like, you know, we've got this dream to do these things out here. And Um, I reminded him in this moment. So when we bought our farm, it was foreclosed on nine years ago when we bought it. Um, he, so it's like 20 acres. Okay. And we lived in a a subdivision in a neighborhood where we had like, I don't know, like a third of an acre. Maybe we had one of those push mowers, Rachel. He literally brought that push mower over to this farm. And before we even closed on the property and he mowed that backyard and I'll never forget, I was standing there. I was like, we got 20 acres and we're going to start with this. And he looked at me, he's like, you got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so when we were talking about the barn, he was like, you know what, we got to start somewhere. And so he went out there with his little spray paint um, marker thing and we marked it out. And I'm telling you what, a little goes a long ways when you just get started and you just do what you can do right here and right now. And 
we've, I mean, it's turning into a barn. It turned into a farm, you know, just that one little step of pushing that little mower turned into something that we could have never even dreamed of. <laughs> mm. Oh, I love every ounce of that. Like even a little dream goes a long way, you know, and it's it, the, that vision and that, that Holy spirit prompting. And then, yeah. So everybody, what can you do today? Whatever season you're in, whatever tra- transition you're in, there's something little that God has for you. One step of obedience, probably. Um, and just to be, um, just in step with him. So today's conversation has been so good, so encouraging. And I know I want to stay connected with you. I'm sure listeners are going to want to stay connected with you and purchase your books. So tell us how we can do that. Well, I'm super easy to find. (laughs) I'm everywhere on the internet. You can look. Um, So anywhere just at Nikki Koziars, NikkiKoziars.com. And you can find the book, You're New Now, anywhere books are sold. And um, Proverbs 31 Ministries has them as well. So um, yeah, you can definitely grab that book anywhere. Well, thank you, Nikki. I am encouraged. And your book is so beautiful. It's bright yellow. And I just think that everybody wants you're new now, you know, and I think that that will speak to so many of us and um, appreciate you helping us find strength and wisdom whenever we feel stuck where we are. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode with Nikki Coziers. We hope that today encouraged you in your season of transition. If you're in between seasons or, you know, missing another season or looking forward to a new one, today's episode has been so encouraging to me. Um, honestly, we're all in a season of transition as we um, look forward to 2024 and reflect on the past year and dream about uh, the next year. And each year, I pray about a word of the year. Instead of making New Year's resolutions, I ask God to reveal one word to focus on for the next 365 days. And to help you do that, I've created the word of the year quiz just to help us to start thinking about what God has for you in 2024. Uh, This is just a starting point, uh, but I pray it is a helpful resource to begin the new year with intentionality. You can take that quiz at rachelkadams.com slash free. You can also see the other podcast episodes. You can read the blog series um, and download other free resources that I pray that are a blessing to you um, in the new year. Next week, as we start season six of the Love Offering podcast, my guest is Kristen Hallinan. She is on the show talking about being a legacy changer. I can't wait to um, share that conversation with you and chat with you again then. But until then, I hope you have a terrific week. And as always, remember to lead with love.